Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Hi friends, welcome back to God's Playbook. Today we continue our study of Luke chapter 2. Today we'll examine the verses of 21 to 40 as Jesus is presented in the temple. And so we hear in the gospel, After eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child, and he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus, so to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother, Mary and Joseph, were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their hometown of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, in this passage, we continue to see that Mary and Joseph were righteous Jews and continued to follow the teachings and law that had been prescribed by God to them, passed down through the generations from their parents and indeed upon them. And so this presentation of Jesus is a precursor for what baptism is for each of us. For the Jewish people, they were to present their child to God in thanksgiving for the gift of new life, especially when this child is their firstborn son. As we know from the Old Testament, the firstborn child, especially the son, received the blessing from God 
and should be blessed by their father. So because Jesus is the first and only child that Mary and Joseph will bring into the world, of course, by the power of the Holy Spirit, they must follow this expectation of a faithful Jew, and they do so with great joy. As we hear this passage, friends, it comes to mind our own baptismal day. Whether we were baptized as an infant, for some of us, we were baptized as a young person, as a child. For some of us, we may have been baptized as an adult and come to know God through great programs like the RCIA program, the Rite of Christian Initiation of Adults. For some of us, we may not yet be baptized, and yet baptism is so important for us as we present ourselves, often by parents and godparents, before God and thanksgiving for our life. When we see that Mary and Joseph present Jesus to Jerusalem, Jerusalem and the temple that was found in it is the center of the Jewish faith. In presenting him in the temple, Mary and Joseph show the utmost respect to Yahweh by presenting their son to him, recognizing that the message of God passed to them by the angel says that Jesus will be the Messiah. And yet they continue to fulfill the law prescribed to them, as I mentioned earlier. They are greeted by Simeon, who again, we're told in the scripture, was also righteous and devout. Simeon's prayer is the third prayer that is said by the church daily in the Liturgy of the Hours. First, we had Zechariah's prayer. Then we had our Blessed Mother's prayer, the Magnificat. This is the third prayer that is prayed usually at night prayer as we prepare ourselves to head to bed in thanksgiving to God for the graces that he has given us that day, that we realize we have encountered God in a way that Simeon recognizes in this part of the passage. And so once again, a little plug for those who are praying the Liturgy of the Hours or those that might wish to start. But priests, deacons, women religious, those who are also of male religious and those who are consecrated virgins, etc. We all make promises to pray the Liturgy of the Hours every single day for your sake and the sake of the church. But many lay people also pray the Liturgy of the Hours each day. So guided by the Holy Spirit, Simeon makes this beautiful proclamation, which once again might be a prayer that you might wish to say each day. This recognition that our eyes have seen the salvation of God. Now you may say, but Father Rico, Simeon saw him. I don't necessarily see Jesus. I find it difficult to see Jesus in my daily life. Friends, welcome to the club. Sometimes it is extremely difficult to find Jesus in our day-to-day -day life. But this is what happens to us when we become righteous and more devout. The more we practice our faith, the more we enter with God each day in prayer, the more we unlock the secrets of the scriptures of God's love for us, the more we can be like Simeon, where the scales of blindness might fall from our eyes and we encounter God in many ways. Now, yes, it's true. Simeon was blessed to, to hold the child Jesus. We may not be given that same blessing in our life. And yet there are so many ways 
that Jesus appears to us in word and sacrament that help us to understand that Jesus is just as prevalent and present to us in our daily lives as he was in this encounter with Mary and Joseph and Simeon in the temple. For us, it's important that we realize that Simeon recognizes by the Holy Spirit Jesus' important role. This child is to be different. And so this presentation of Jesus to God is a special, unique bond between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. For Jesus is the Messiah, the one whom priests and prophets longed for. When we are baptized, we are baptized into the priestly, kingly, and prophetic connection with Jesus as well. And so each of us are called not to be the savior of the world, that's Jesus's job, but that each of us are called to share in the ministry of Jesus that he passed down to his apostles, down through the generations, down to each of us, that our parents and godparents and sponsors, these individuals have been entrusted by God to teach us the faith, just as Mary and Joseph were to raise the child Jesus. So too, please God, we are raised in the ways of faith and how we as parents and godparents must take that responsibility seriously. That we are to lead our young people, whether they're young or young at heart, into a closer and more holy bond with God each and every day of our life, no matter our vocational call. Through our baptism, we are all called to live holiness, which the church calls the universal call to holiness. In other words, universal applying to everyone. So every single person that is baptized is blessed by this mission to give honor and praise to God and to do their part as a puzzle piece in God's plan of salvation. And so friends, for each of us, that should inspire us. I know it inspires me as I reflect upon this and realize that while Jesus came and was destined for the falling and rising of many, indeed, Jesus has come for your salvation, the salvation of your soul, so that you may live with him forever in heaven. And then as we hear of Anna, who also was very faithful and righteous, she too was able to witness the fact that Jesus has come to redeem people. So this humble, faithful disciple of prayer was also given the great privilege of seeing her Messiah face to face. And how many of us friends, sometimes even later in life, may come to a deeper understanding of faith. So Anna represents all of us. Again, ordinary people that God sees as extraordinary. That his relationship that he has with you friends is meant to be very unique, beautiful, and special. And so as Anna comes to praise God, my prayer is each one of us will come to praise God more, to see him in one another, to recognize him sometimes in song, sometimes in the scriptures, that we will receive him in Holy Communion, receive his mercy in confession, receive the power of the Holy Spirit in daily prayer. We may come to give honor and praise to God as Simeon and Anna do, for the Lord is close to those who call upon him. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I.
If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or GoFundMe at God's Playbook Podcast. Thanks, and God bless.